should not believe that. Hello, this is Melissa Liddy, and you are listening to Mom Treading Water. Today, I am going to be talking about adoption. This is just my personal experience with it. I am not speaking on behalf of anyone else. This is solely all me. It's definitely been a topic I have been very anxious about discussing because it's something that means so much to me. For those of you who don't know, our family is an adoption family. We started our family through adoption. So today, what I want to talk about is being an adoption family and hopefully informing people who don't have experience with adoption or non-adoption families, provide a little information from my perspective as an adoption mom. I do plan on doing multiple episodes around adoption from different perspectives, so stay tuned for that as well. Before we get into all of that, if this is your first time listening to Mom Treading Water, welcome and thank you. And if you're returning, I know I say it every week, but really my gratitude, my appreciation for giving me your time week after week, I really cannot express it enough. This is definitely expanding much faster than I expected, but I have been enjoying every single moment of it. So thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. And please don't forget to join our Facebook group under the same name of Mom Treading Water. I'll include a link in the show notes. Also, we are now on YouTube. I'll include that link as well. And another series that is going to be throughout the year is called Inspiring Without Defining. This series is inspired by my interview two weeks ago with author Sarah McLaughlin. She's the author of the book Raising Humans, with heart, not a how-to manual. I will include the link to that episode as well as a link to purchase her book in the show notes as well. The book is absolutely worth the quick read and I swear I have been referring to it every time I feel challenged with something with my kids and I am using it as a manual. But I was inspired by Sarah to bring on other folks like her who inspire without trying to define you, without trying to change you. Some folks who are going to be coming on the show, I'll have another author, and she is going to be sharing her story. She does not consider herself an extraordinary person. She considers herself an everyday person. But after reading her book, I completely disagree. So I'm so excited to share that with you also going to be having someone on to discuss the power of meditation. Meditation is something I have been practicing over 10 years and has been such an important part of my mental health and I think in turn improving my physical health. Then another interview coming up is someone who is going to be discussing finances, money management, some things that we need to be doing as parents, whether to secure our own financial future as well as our children. Before we start to dive into this topic, I do want to give my ultimate gratitude and appreciation and thanks to both of my children's birth mothers. These young women, their bravery, their courage, 
their ability to truly be a parent and put their child's need first is something I honestly think most of us could not do. These young ladies are amazing, strong, and wonderful. So with that said, let's jump right into it. We are very proud to be an adoption family. But one thing that I have definitely found extremely challenging, and I believe my husband feels the same way, is the curiosity to know our children's background stories. For those who know me personally, you know we do not share our children's background stories. We don't share their history. It has nothing to do with shame or embarrassment because, again, we are so honored and proud to be an adoption family. But that's not our information to share. It's so easy that when you're holding that little tiny baby and you're welcoming this new child into your home, to forget that child becomes an adult. That child becomes a teenager. And for us to share private information about them without their permission, without being in a position to be able to consent fairly, is wrong. There's not a reason for other people to know that. The only time we ever disclose any of that information is in a professional setting. And it truly has to be a situation where it's a necessity that we truly feel like we have no other choice, we have to disclose certain information. So as some unsolicited advice, if the adoption parent says to you, I'm sorry, we don't share that information, that means please stop asking. You can ask questions in a variety of different roundabout ways, but I guarantee all you're going to create is aggravation. So that's my first, please, don't pry about kids' personal information. Chances are it's not important. A second point is around language choices. And obviously this has evolved through the years, and this is just really hitting on the tip of the iceberg. Terms like real parents, meaning biological parents. So instead of saying that, you would say the biological mother, the biological father, the birth mother, birth father, acceptable terms. Real parents make an assumption that the adoptive parents are not real parents. No child wants to hear that. No adoptive parent wants to hear that because we are their real parents. When those kids are sick in the middle of the night, we're the ones with them. When they go to their first day of school or they take their first step or they graduate high school, graduate college, anything, we're the ones with them. We are their real parents. Next is when a birth mother chooses an adoption plan. That's exactly what she's doing. She's not giving up her child. And think when you say that, giving up. It means, or sounds to me, like you're surrendering, you're giving in. And that is definitely not what it is. A lot of the times, and again, I can speak for our situation only, it's a very conscientious choice. It takes a lot of thought, a lot of awareness, a lot of probably heartache to make a choice that they feel is best for their child. So they are not giving up anything. They're making a plan. They're putting their child first. And when you really think about that, when you put your child first like that, that is what being a parent is all about. Putting your child's need first. And I truly cannot imagine the bravery and courage it takes to do that. Another thing we hear is that when there's a family that might have biological children, as well as children through adoption, they'll say something like, oh, they have three of their own and two are adopted. That actually situation happened to us. 
And I corrected that right on the spot because it was said in front of our children. And whether they're small or not, it doesn't matter. All those children are part of that family. No child is more important than another, whether that's through biology or through adoption. And if you haven't noticed already, through this podcast, I have said that we are an adoption family. We do our best not to say our children are adopted because that is not their identity. It's just part of who they are. And we're a family. We're a team. We're all in this together. We all stand by each other. So we normally say adoption family, but another way you could say that is that we are starting our family through adoption or we started our family through adoption. It sounds like such a simple and maybe even irrelevant comment, but I want you to think about that from the child's perspective. Maybe that's not how they always want to be identified. No one wants to be talked about in a way that feels like it's gossip. And going back to part of the reason that we do not share our children's private personal information. Because chances are, it would just be gossip. There would be no purpose for other people to know. Open adoption, which essentially means that there is a relationship or knowledge of the birth parents or the birth mother knowing the adoption family. They know each other. There is some type of interaction or communication. And that's definitely more common than it was probably 30, 40, or 40 years ago. Now, with adoption, these laws all vary by state. But open adoption does not mean that the biological parents have free reign at that child. I remember watching the show Mom, and I love that show. It's hysterical. But there was part of a storyline about adoption. And they said, oh, don't worry. This is open adoption. You can go by anytime you want. FYI, you cannot come by anytime you want. It's so easy in this process to have so much focus on the feeling of the parents involved, whether that's birth parents or adoption parents, because we're adults, essentially. We're understanding what's happening here. But that's not always easy. We have to remind ourselves this is about the child. And our rule of thumb is if we feel that there is anything that could obviously physically or psychologically or is just not in the best interest of our children, it doesn't happen. We've been clear about that up front, and we will stand by that stance. As I've said in the past, physical and mental health go hand in hand. They are equally important. And we will not jeopardize that for any reason, not even about adoption, for any reason to appease an adult. I'm sure many times we hear people say, I can't believe someone did a private adoption. There's so many children that need homes. Look in the foster care system. And they're making judgment. I feel confident in saying the majority of the people who make comments like that are in no way, shape, or form part of an adoption family. I have no data on that. This is just me assuming this because this is not getting a goldfish. This is having a child. This is raising a child in your home. And it's very challenging. You have to answer a series of questions that are so tough. The first time my husband and I went through this process, 
we couldn't even complete part of it. We needed a social worker to sit down with us because it was so challenging. It's so hard to look at yourself and say, yes, I'm okay with a child having a heart defect, but I'm not okay being or raising a child that has been conceived through rape or race is another area. For my husband and I, no, that was not an issue. Our son is black as well as white. But if other people are not comfortable with that, it needs to be okay. It's no one's place to judge that. They need to be able to be comfortable with their choices, just like we are, so they can raise their children the best way possible. Because raising children just on its own, it presents its own challenges. Not being comfortable or not being confident just makes it all the harder. And no one wins, especially that child does not win. They are not in the place that they need to be because there is this worry or concern about being politically correct. Every adoption family, every adoptive parent, you have to look at yourself, have a very hard look at yourself, and decide what is best for you and that child. And truthfully, there is no right or wrong answer. You just need to trust your instinct and trust yourself. If any of you are considering adoption for your family, please, oh please, I cannot stress this enough. Research, research, research. One of the very disheartening parts of adoption is that people who are part of a process are not always the most honest. They know people are vulnerable. It's really important that you do research. If you're going through a private agency, financial records are a public record, I believe, in most states. Look into their finances. Look into their history. Had we not had an amazing woman that helped us through both of our adoption processes, I don't know what we would have done. She was truly sent from God for us. Her honesty, her courage, her kindness, her compassion are unlike any I've ever seen. So please, make sure you're working with someone like that. It's so, so important. Again, I can only speak to the state of Maine if anyone in this area, or even nationwide, is looking for an agency to work with. Please either send me a message on Facebook or I will include my email address in the show notes, but my email address that you can use is momtreadingwaterpodcast at gmail.com, and I will gladly send you their contact information because you would be an honest, caring, and compassionate hands, and especially when you're going through the legal portion of it. It is imperative that you have a lawyer who does adoption law. Like I've said repeatedly during this podcast, every state is different, but laws can also change from year to year. If you have someone who is not truly part of that community, who really does not practice true adoption law, I believe, again, just my humble opinion from our experience, that you are putting yourself in a situation of not being fully informed. It's crucial, in our opinion, that you need a lawyer who specializes in adoption. Then it's definitely not a comprehensive list of other information regarding adoption, but it's just a very, very basic start. Again, it's just my perspective speaking from our experiences as an adoption family. 
But if you do choose adoption for your family, it really is a beautiful gift. I know as a woman, when I was chosen by two birth mothers, when I was asked to raise their child, there was nothing more humbling. It's a feeling I never expected to experience. And I never realized what a sacrifice, what love is required to be able to do that, to ask another woman to raise your child. If you have an adoption story you would like to share, I would love to hear it. Please, again, you can contact me through Facebook or via email at momtreadingwaterpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Or if you have any questions, again, we don't share the specifics and the details around our children's adoption, but gladly would have a conversation with anyone. Please feel free to contact me or reach out to other folks that you know who are adoption families. And please, to my non-adoption friends, think about your words. Think about your questions. It's understandable to be curious because it's a world many of us don't know. But please remember, there's a child or children involved. It's a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. I'm just asking you to please show some compassion and understanding. Thank you for listening today, especially to this topic that has been extremely hard for me to muster up and get started. I appreciate your time and listening. Please be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And until next time.